Can joy and pain coexist? We are entering in to the month of Adar, and Hashem has given us two months this year. When the month of Adar comes, we need to increase in joy. But this year, it feels really difficult. This is the first time since, ironically, the 7th of October, which was Simchas Torah, which we commanded, that we are commanded to experience collective joy for two whole months. We have to increase in joy as a community. And personally, when this week coming up to Rosh Chodesh, I've been thinking a lot about how is that possible? How we are meant to experience joy when there is so much pain. It's like you almost feel guilty celebrating as a community and emphasizing the idea of joy when there are people in Gaza, soldiers in Gaza, families fearful for their soldiers' life, soldiers, Jews, victims in the hospitals without arms, without legs, only through miracles will be able to walk again. There is so much pain, so many fresh gravestones. I think the deeper we get into this war, the more, and even though maybe I was talking a lot about the fact that we have to be happy in the face of our enemies and not let them get the better of us. Right now, after four months where it seems like we're in a dark tunnel and it doesn't seem like there's a solution to get out of it, the pain seems more and more felt. And the concept of celebrating the month of Adar seems foreign to me. It doesn't come naturally. This week's parish is Parshish Mishpatim. The first of the civil laws, the first commandments that Hashem had given the Jewish people after receiving the Torah last week. And these are civil laws, but Adam Lachavera had to treat people and create a just society. And the first of these civil laws is Kisikne Evet Ivri, when you purchase a Jewish slave. And majority of the laws in this week's parasha discuss how to treat slaves. And it's so random. But the answer is something very profound. Slavery is something that this generation, that these Jewish people experienced not too long ago. For 210 years, they were slaves. And who can understand what it means to be a slave more than the Jewish people? These people. And therefore, the Torah comes to bring laws of relevance to explain to us how to live in a moral just society, which, if you read the laws, revolutionary in the ancient time. It's also why the first time Hashem revealed himself to the world, the first and only time, the first commandment says, I'm the Lord your God that will take you out of Mitzrayim. And Hasidus tells us that this concept of slavery is something we need to live with every single day. Because slavery, we could even say it is generational trauma. Like the Jewish people had been slaves for thousands of years to foreign nations. How do we get out of this slave mentality? Recognize that we are free people and how to leave the metaphoric ties to the past. Now, before we get into that, 
I want to really lay out very clearly two practical ways that I think we could really get to the concept of joy. And I really want to connect this concept of slavery from Parshish Mishpatim to Chodesh Adar, which at first glance doesn't seem very connective. But as you follow along, we will see the very deep-rooted connection. So the first way that I think we're able to achieve joy in this month is through looking in Sefer Devarim. Now, I'm warning you, it's a little bit triggery, but the Torah tells us, Because you didn't serve Hashem, the Lord your God, with happiness and gladness of heart, when you had Merov Kol, when you had an abundance of everything, Therefore you will serve your enemies when Hashem who Hashem will send against you. It's obviously prophetic. It's from the Torah. And why does it trigger me? Because I see that it's true. Hasidus tells us that unity comes, that joy, how do we attain joy? Through unity, through alignment, through self-alignment, through community alignment, through why is Sukkot considered all the time of our joy? Because we unite the four different types of Jews when we shake the law of an etrog. We unite as, an, as humankind when we give the 70 bulls as a sacrifice. The truth of the matter is that the way in which we experience joy is through unity. And so too on the, on the opposite the way in which you experience pain and destruction and struggle is through disunity. And I don't have to spell it out the way the Jewish people were treating each other pre-7th of October. But the way in which we can get back to that level and that redemption in this very dark state is only through joy, through unity. Through taking extra measures in the month of Adar to strengthen ourselves as a community, to strengthen ourselves in our friendships, in our relationships. Because at the end of the day, that is how you achieve happiness. Happiness is the least selfish, the opposite. Because we know in Torah, there's no such thing as pursuing happiness. Pursuing happiness. You can chase happiness your whole life. You will never get it. The only way to get happiness is to pursue a lack of self. It's a beautiful story that I actually heard from Jonathan Sachs that he said that one time someone came to Lubavitch Cherub and said, I am so sad. I'm so depressed. I'm having such a difficult time. I need some advice. And the Rebbe didn't answer anything. He just circled the first letter. I, 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 I. The first letter of every sentence. The message was clear. You will not be happy if we're obsessed with ourselves. The only way we get out of this is through thinking of the bigger picture. When you have a why, there is no how. You'll be able to withstand every how, says Viktor Frankl. And I think as a Jewish people, it's so, so true. Through giving to our community and through understanding what our why is, why we are protecting ourselves and ensuring that this never happens again 
through having that why, through having that unity, that will bring joy. I remember going to all these hospitals and seeing all these people without limbs in Israel and I thought I was depressed. But one thing that I did not see was sadness. There was a lot of joy, a lot of resilience. And for me, that was difficult to wrap my head around because they've recognized that the service that they've put in, which is so difficult for me to wrap my head around, the fact that they've given for their land, for their country, the heroism, the gratitude, the fact that it's not about them, it's not about their suffering, it's about alleviating the suffering of others. It's about going down there on the 7th of October as a soldier, as a policeman, as a warrior, as a community member, helping others. That's what brings joy. Having that unity to combat the disunity, that's what we need to focus on in Chadash Adar. And the second thing, which I think is a little bit harder, and it's not harder because it's practically harder to implement, it's harder because I don't think we speak about it enough, is having a messianic mentality. The Jewish people had a slave mentality when they left Egypt. And we don't blame them for it. But Hashem had to overtly combat and discuss that slave mentality that they had experienced. That understanding that now we create a different reality. And I think we're just so used to it. We're so used to bad things happening. In in, in a second, in one second, our entire lives turned upside down four months ago. If we think Hashem can do that, why don't we think that in a second Hashem can change our entire lives for the better? Why don't we recognize that Hashem is in charge of this entire world and in one minute, just like a soldier could die, in one second, our soldiers could come back to life. We can live in a messianic reality with strength, with joy, with happiness, united. And we have to start thinking that that's a reality because actually thinking that that could be a reality creates a reality. If you think good, it will actually be. And the rabbi always spoke about the fact that actually seeing it creates that truth. Honestly, the only way to get out of this disaster is through having a faith and a belief in the coming of Mashiach. And that is how we will achieve the greatest joy that our people have ever experienced, and the greatest menachas hanefesh, calm, security, where the wolf will live with the lamb, metaphorically, where we can live with our enemies in peace. And we need to be doing more to get out of this slave mentality, get out of this perception that it could never happen because we're so cynical, because we've experienced so much pain, and recognize that it can happen, and it will happen, but it will only happen when we start believing it. Adar is when we celebrate Purim. Purim is the time of a miracle where Venahapacho, something that was so difficult, something that was so terrible, transformed. It's holiday of Purim. Why is Purim called Pur? Pur, Alshem Pur. On the concept of what is a Pur lottery. What's a lottery? It's Ma'al. It's above nature. It's leaving it up to God. It's being like, whatever the, whatever the outcome is, is in your hands. 
And that's what we need to be tapping into this month. Tapping into unity. Tapping into joy. Tapping into relieving ourselves from the slave mentality. And recognizing that as a people, we need to believe in Mashiach's coming. We need to have that recognition that we are together and we're leaving it in your hands, Hashem. Because that's the only way to achieve happiness in our own personal lives, recognizing that it's not in our control. And as a community, when we experience true, real joy in, in a way that is palpable, in a way that's believable, in a way that we'll be able to celebrate with our hostages, celebrate with our people security and victory very soon. Wishing you a beautiful Shabbat.